Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror in media. And tonight, put your pedal to the metal and pump some nitro as we steer you through Redline and Speed Racer. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Holy shit, we're going so fucking fast! fast! (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. These fucking movies have so much in common as far as like, I mean, you have the racing aspect in both of them. And there's a lot in common with the two of them, but I think their stylistic choices are what really set them apart here. But before we go anywhere, oh. there is another common thing. Both of the the two dudes, the main stars of either film, they're both himbos. What does that mean? You know, you know what a bimbo is? Yeah. The opposite of that. They're both. Oh, they're just very dutsy. They're 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 like kind of dumb. They're pretty attractive. They're well built. They're athletic. So Never heard of You know, like himbo. the mummy? Yeah. You know, fucking Brendan Fraser and the oh, mummy? He's a himbo. Oh, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> Shit. So they're both fucking, that's what they so, are. So so in, so the qualifications for a himbo are attractive. Yes. Athletic. A, a, athletic. Or well-built. kind of dumb. And kind of dumb. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Or maybe naive. They can't be smart. No, okay. not, yeah. yeah, no. But it should also be noted that this episode <laughs> is a Patreon-requested episode. It is. Woo-hoo. Uh, so our Patreon or our patron Eric was the one who recommended Redline to us. Thank you for the recommendation. Woo, Eric! We'll, we'll begin uh, discussing it. I had seen Redline before, but I don't know why I just hadn't considered it as something that we could talk about. Maybe on one of the uh, non-horror episodes, I was going to recommend it, but I just hadn't yet. So when you guys brought it up, it's it's such a good film. It's easily one of my most favorite films. I'm sad I didn't watch it before. This is my first time seeing it. And it was what great to see your reactions. <laughs> um, the first time I ever heard of Redline was when I went to Mitch's Halloween party. And they were playing it at the party. Oh, that's right. You told and me. And the that. thing oh, is, yeah. we were getting really fucked up outside. But had I known Redline was playing, I probably would have been in there watching that <laughs> I would have sat down and watched I, I, it. I mean, the setup for that party was pretty hilarious because I invited like everybody all my friends so all of my like gamer nerd friends like oh gotcha like piled up inside to watch an anime while the rest of us were outside you know <laughs> hanging out getting getting fucked up doing what we do <laughs> yep there you go that was the party with the mead right hell yeah the mead Ooh, so the mead keg uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how often do you have a mead keg <laughs> rarely i don't know if i'll ever do that again because i feel like i like j- like like I just completely like like jilted people out of money at the time, like so while I did that. So many fucking headaches. Yeah, but it was great. <laughs> what really? I felt like I, that I was well great. worth it, and yeah. I felt great after. Oh, <laughs> I, well, oh well, I'm glad that that's how good. I I didn't feel like everybody got exactly as much as they should have based oh, on what they gotcha. put into okay. it. That's what I felt. Oh, anyway. I did. But, <laughs> but this uh, is yeah, too much of our personal life, and we're <laughs> on to red line right now. Well, actually, yeah, should we start with you... Speed Racer first? Because mm-hmm. we have oh. more to say about Redline. Yes, I have a lot absolutely. To say. I have way more to say about yeah. Redline, but that's not because Speed Racer is a terrible movie. It's just it's a little, it's a, it's little a fun less. movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So so to start, it's like well hated by critics, and it has like the, a sixteen percent. Yeah, they fucking yeah. hated this movie because they were bashing on it for its plot. They were saying like it wasn't in, uh, in depth enough for the characters. And but I don't think they really knew what the source material was like. It's a fucking Saturday cartoon. Yeah, Speed yeah. Racer was a Saturday morning cartoon. I remember watching that when like, I was younger. Like it was younger. cheesy as fuck. <laughs> I don't really know what they were really trying to say about it. Like they wanted a more serious or dark tone, but it was it was based off a Saturday morning cartoon, so but it really wasn't supposed to be like. I that. think what they were trying to say is, hey, there's comics. Do the comics because the comics are darker. Some of them. But also, <laughs> the fucking TV show is dark because I saw a video on the internet. I love that video. Called 
speed racer is fucking savage. It's like, speed, you got to let that guy win. If he doesn't win, he can't pay for his sister's hospital bills. He's like, well, it wouldn't be a fair race if I let him win. Motherfucker <laughs> speeds up. <laughs> he does not like to lose. I, I think that's something people will totally miss is that it's trying to emulate the feel of those Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, exactly. I even got like a weird like Spy Kids vibe off of it. Every, yeah. Time, yeah. Like, oh, totally. every time the young kid and the yeah. monkey get involved in anything, oh I'm just God. like Spy Kids right now. We're in Spy Kids. How's yeah. that weird CGI, spy, that weird Spy Kids 3D CGI. Right. Well, the entire film was shot like on a green screen and they made everything in focus so it looks like a live action anime. So like they wanted it to look like that. And that's why did, it's so, yeah, go ahead. I think they did a really good job with that. Like I think in a way it makes this movie like an animated movie. Yeah. Because so much of it really was not actually there. It was really all shot on green screen. <laughs> yeah, all Barely CGI. anything we're seeing is really there. So just it's the kind humans. of like an anime in a the way. Mach 5 was real though. A yeah. real usable car. They yeah. just added in all the effects later. But they saw they had it at Comic Con at like two thousand seven or eight. Oh yeah, this movie came out in two thousand eight. Yes, it's a dope car. It was directed by the Wachowski brothers. So an interesting fact that we should point out about the Wachowskis is that they both went through a transition. So they're the Wachowski sisters at this point. Nice. And then the they had completed their transition shortly after Speed Racer came out. So oh, okay. very important for them. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Although the movie does credit them as the Wachowski brothers. So it's like it was slightly before. It. I did not know that. Yeah. But what else did they do, though? They did The Matrix. Oh, okay. And V for Vendetta. And they also did um, Cloud Atlas. And Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> I liked Jupiter Ascending because it was super cheesy. But it was also, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy from from the the stripper movie with the dudes magic, magic mike, mike. <laughs> who, who is who is the dude in there channing, channing tatum it was channing tatum it was channing tatum and uh the girl from fucking that 70s show the jackie jackie yeah it was them two in that engine <laughs> oh person it was such a bad pairing yeah, but the movie was, was like really Jupiter well Ascending done is that movie that you watch because it's so bad it's good they actually made money on that yeah they made like 10 million on that um <laughs> right you want yeah. well, to talk to us about like a little bit about the Speed Racer production. Uh, so, like we mentioned before, it was so, sort of a special landmark for one of the Wachowski sisters, uh, in particular Lana, who had just completed her transition right after the film came out. And so they were really pressing on them to talk more about the transition in the public eye because people had noticed that they were like basically changing every time they showed up in front of an audience. And eventually they did come out and say that they both were going through a transition period and uh, it was really important to them because uh, it had a lot to do with their writing and their upbringing. So it's just important to note that and to make sure that they don't get uh, misgendered. <laughs> This movie was like in production for years. A long time. They had like so many ups and downs with it. So what's hilarious is that the original people were supposed to be much different. Like I think Racer oh. X was supposed <laughs> to be Henry Rollins. Uh, I don't know I about that hard. one, Chief. <laughs> I, I don't know if that would have been bad. I would have been okay with Henry Rollins being like, but I don't Pretty know. Bad. He would fit it though. He's badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He would fit the Racer yeah. X, like the, the mysterious, like badass racer, like stereotype. Or, I, I guess, uh, yeah, the trope. Yeah, the trope. Well, originally, Johnny Depp was supposed to be Speed Racer because he was, I don't know, 20, how many years younger? Like, he was 18 years younger? He was in his 30s, probably. Yeah, he was, he was close, and he looks, he had that youngish look to him where he could probably do it. 
I don't know. I think he looks a little too old to be Speed Racer. Well, now saying. he does because he's like Well, like 50. even back then, I don't know. You'd have to do a lot of makeup they on him. They were probably referencing <laughs> like Crybaby and all the other shit when he was making films where he was the pretty boy. Yeah. And they I were like, he that. could do it. Uh, but then because production wasn't moving forward, they t- he just left the project. But one of the more hilarious parts is that Vince Vaughn tried to revive the project and actually got starred as, uh, was it Racer X? Yeah, he was going to be Racer <laughs> X and then was trying to push the project forward. But then again, it didn't happen. So he left the project. Holy crap. Yeah. And then eventually the Wachowskis were hired on to write and direct. And they stayed true, uh, like faithful to the show. Yeah. As much as they could. <laughs> they got like Trixie in the airplane or in the helicopter. Yep. They got the chimp and the little kid always hiding in the back of the fucking Mach 5. I mean, Racer X, he is the brother, which yeah. we didn't know that until the end because there's a twist. I mean, it was so heavy I was that so you just bad knew the whole that. time. Well, <laughs> see, I thought I knew, and then I was like, wait, maybe I didn't know. But no, I actually knew. I know. I fucked with you, too. You asked <laughs> yeah, me you if fucked it was, with me. Yeah, you asked me if it was him, and I was like, yeah, it's totally him. And then he's like, no, I'm not your brother. And she was like, oh, what? And then the end came. She was like, oh, wait, it's actually his brother. So I was like, yeah, I got you twice. Uh, John sorry. Goodman? John Goodman's amazing in this yeah. movie, but he's amazing in anything he gets chosen for. That's I just true. love that he was an old mechanic who used to be a wrestler. Yeah. I, I, do, <laughs> I do love all the parts where they like, like accentuate the profession of these people. Like as soon as he shows up, it's just like, boom, like yeah. college wrestler. Yes. <laughs> right into his ring. <laughs> and it just starts like beating them all up like really hard. And it's great. Okay. But I do have to make a comment that they were having like racist overtones with the Asian characters. Okay, in the movie. yeah. Because yeah. the the I don't, I guess they were supposed to be like Chinese ninjas, and then they were supposed to be Japanese characters as well. But they adhered really strongly to like they have no sense of humor. They're very serious, and so they might have like these comical moments where they're getting their ass whooped. Like when John Goodman whoops the ninja's ass, he's just like, oh, I was like, this is kind of weird. But that was the only part that felt weird about it. I didn't even notice that because I was just like, oh, shit, there's ninjas in a Speed Racer movie. <laughs> not <laughs> surprising, though. He yeah, often fought ninjas surprised. in the like, cartoon. I, yeah, that's literally <laughs> what I was thinking. But both movies feature a mafia that cheats. It's true. And they're really mm-hmm. cheesy characters. Yeah. Although, yeah. well, not in Redline. Redline, he's actually pretty legit they're pretty mafia. terrifying. Yeah. Plus, but you're also dealing with, what is it, Robo Planet's government? Oh, God, that was great. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into Just that. fanatical robots who are like, fuck everybody else. Vaguely resembles <laughs> Trump, just saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Even the hairstyle. Uh, even, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Redline in a moment. I know. So the Wachowskis have often noted that when they were writing their scripts, that it was based off of a Dungeons and Dragons game that they kind of styled it after the multiple stories aspect and that they often would play when they were younger. So they tried to bring that aspect into their storytelling. So that's why whenever you watch any of their films, there's multiple things happening at once. And that, that's what really led to the progression of the stories. That's I mean, why, well, I mean, I guess that's why all your characters always have a specialization. Yep, exactly. They always have a class, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got this sort of editing. That's just like flash by flash by flash. Like things are going on at once. There's flashbacks, there's announcers, there's like people saying, Oh shit, go, go, go. All in like solid swoops of just like 50 scenes in one swipe just going on. And that's the thing. Like, the racing in this movie is phenomenal. It's fun. I enjoy it. It actually made me want to go watch a NASCAR race, which uh, I, I've never really wanted nothing to like before. This. <laughs> I know. I imagine it's nothing. definitely not as colorful. You want to watch something interesting? You should actually go watch Formula One racing. 
Yeah. That is actually pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. You guys know what the most interesting racing is, though? No. It's the Marvel races. Oh my! What? So you've not seen this video? Yeah, there is an entire so there is an entire channel dedicated yes. to Marble racing, where this guy, like he like not he makes he's the it. announcer. Like, he yeah, makes he makes, makes all the tracks and everything. And then there's like teams of marbles. My roommate's really into it and like has his favorite team and whatnot. <laughs> and like the marbles have gotten damaged, so there's like clips of like them falling off the track and getting damaged and Big stuff. Big marble collision. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but I highly recommend looking up marble racing because it we is. We gotta get enjoyable. the name of it so we can put yeah, it in the it's, description. <laughs> it's it's very very uh, fun to watch and um. But yes, but also like Formula One racing is crazy. Those speeds and whatnot they're traveling at and whatnot. If you mm. want a good intro to what Formula One racing is, there's a really good docuseries on Netflix about it. Oh. And you can actually watch that. And you can watch like the last two years of Formula One and the teams that are on there and how competitive and all the things they go through for it. And you actually start really cheering for some of the people because every race that they choose for these are often people they just pluck out of somewhere because they're really good racers. And they're like, we're going to bring you here and give you all the money to win. But if you don't win, you're off the team like next month. Stakes are high. I mean, something else that a lot of people, myself included, would underestimate about racers at those high speeds is the amount of like physical strength that's needed to operate those cars because you're dealing with like centrifugal force and fighting against that to not be like fly off in that direction. They're all super fit. Like they have their own workout regimen that's given to them and they have to adhere to it. It's interesting, but it's also like that's the closest you're going to get in real life. To what you're seeing on the screen, you have to suspend a lot of disbelief. There's a for lot both of, of the films. like preparation for the drivers, yeah, because um, they have to be physically fit, like you said. But also, like the main character who plays Speed Racer, he watched the entire Speed Racer I series. I love that. I love that. He in did. preparation for the role, yeah, he did that. He went and talked to a bunch of different like NASCAR racers to get an idea of what it's like to like be the racer. And then they all, <laughs> I like that the film zoomed in on his face so much because that's what they did in the cartoon a lot. It would like zoom into his eyes on like in the helmet. Serious moment. <laughs> yeah, like this is a serious <laughs> moment. And then they would do like the speed racer like theme song. Or just like those like uh, just those like headshots and whatnot where it's like just his head in the screen and whatnot and he's like talking to someone. It's very much like very reminiscent of that of that yeah. cartoon. He's all he always had his team with him. So they're always talking to his ear about what they should do and everyone's involved. And that's the thing, the family is what really matters in this movie. You got, like, the main bad character, like, trying to sign him on to a corporate kind of thing. He tells, him, like, his, he tells him, like, his dreams, like, oh, you know, me and my pops, like, we started this with our brother. And, like, it's a family thing. Like, it's what we live racing as a religion to us. And he's like, you're fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> I love that scene because he talks about this grand moment of just being like, you know, the corporates are, like, the corporations are basically the devil to us. And he lets him, like, say his whole spiel. And then he's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, this thing has been rigged since we started it. <laughs> and then goes on this long explanation of how he ended up rigging the Grand Prix. And that seems to be the case in, like, the real world with a lot of competitions yeah. like boxing or like racing is that yep. a lot of times they are rigged. This was straight commentary on big sports and how often that they are influenced by corporations that want to make money. There's off these so much money that goes into yeah. sports. I mean, just look at all the betting money. That Even Redline on. had yeah. it where they were uh-huh. doing the fixing and betting on who who would win the red line and the yellow line and even like forced him to lose in yellow line so it's like it was totally a reflection of real life things that happen and then they added on all these sci-fi elements mm-hmm. um but as far as like the budget for it it was it was 120 million and it only made 93.9 million 
for Speed Racer. So they lost money making it. It was so bad that they uh, were nominated for a Raspberry Award, a.k.a. a Razzie, Uh, (laughs) which is considered to be a pretty bad honor unless you have a good sense of humor. I mean, I can kind of get how the expectations were a little bit let down considering who was making the film. The films they put out in the past were very intense. They were really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean this wasn't, it, yeah, this wasn't yeah, a bad movie. Yeah, not to say movie. it wasn't a good movie, but it wasn't nearly as dark or intense or as very, like, driving as some of their movies have been in the past. Like, The Matrix, V for Vendetta, those are really, like, memorable movies. They really yeah. make you stop and think, but this was more entertainment. I mean, there were a lot of things to think about. There's definitely things to unpack, but ultimately, it was, it was a very visual piece of work they were also the third team to be brought into production and they were forced to finish it in a small timeline so the entire thing was shot in 60 days which is like very short for that long of a movie it's like plus two hours i think so it's like yeah it's two hours and 15 minutes which i think it's a little long honestly it is it is a little long the middle moments were a little too slow for in between the races but i mean they had to have their family moments where they're explaining their motives and shit. I, I, I have to agree. I think that's one of the weaker parts of this movie is like the in-between, like all your racing shots and everything are high adrenaline, super fun, crazy, like back and forth between all the drivers. And then all the dialogue in between is kind of like, I don't know. It can be really dry a lot of the time. It felt very soap opera. Like you killed my father. Oh, it was definitely <laughs> meant to be melodramatic. Like that's how the show is. So that's yeah. how they, that's how they acted it. The guy who plays the villain is great. He also played a villain in V for Vendetta, and he is he is trying to emulate a specific British commentator who is, like, far right and is such a piece of shit. So he's just like, I had to be this guy, and you love to hate this guy because he's such a good villain. He even had, like, discolored teeth. Oh, <laughs> love it. But yeah, he was great for that role as a corporate CEO. And that's the thing. Like, they find out that he's cheating because he uses the spear hook. Yeah. And then he uses the jump to, like, show the cameras that he's – has an illegal spear hook. And that's the thing. Like, his race is not the race on the track. It's the stock market. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He they, explains it all. They even had to, like, save a fucking corporate, uh, the Japanese corporation buy from buying out simply because they were going under because the racer just kept losing. I mean, that's a real thing, though. Like, that actually happens often, is that corporations just get bought out because of the influence of one person on their team. Like, this happens a lot with smaller teams when they're going up against, say, like, Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Like Red Bull owns so many fucking sports teams. <laughs> I know as we drink our Red Bull, <laughs> they they own so much shit that other smaller corporations that try to go up against them just lose because they don't have enough money to even like compete with their marketing in some cases. So there's a lot of interesting stuff that gets brought into it. I think the only other thing I wanted to mention about the production was the people that they thought would be in the movie or were trying to get. So Speed Racer, they were trying to get Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Shia LaBeouf, or Zac Efron, and eventually landed on Emil Hirsch. But imagine if you had jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Speed Racer. I'm thinking about Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> That'd be a whole other movie. <laughs> I mean, I would believe him. He was he was uh, he was Indiana Jones' son. There's something <laughs> good for adventure. There's something to mention here. A lot of these actors look like actors that you recognize, but they're they aren't. Like yeah. the main like one of the guys that's a bad dude. He kind of looks like Sylvester Stallone. Like. I look at the I speed. I was thinking ra- that too. I look, Wait, which dude? Uh, yeah. The guy that drives the really fancy car at the last race. Oh, Cannonball, whatever. Cannonball yeah. Taylor. And then yeah. I was looking and I was seeing like Speed Racer kind of looks like the son of like Henry from Eraserhead. He kind of has that similar face. <laughs> not not the son, but you know what I mean? Like he yeah. looks like he'd yeah. be the son of the no, actor. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they also considered Rose McGowan for Trixie. 
Hmm. So that would have been interesting if they had chosen. Hey, Rosie Trixie Gunn. races in this shit. She's dope. She's yeah. she. Had, they actually gave her more screen time than they would in like the cartoons because she's always a side character in all of the TV series, and she doesn't really drive all that much. So I was really hyped to see that. It was cool to see her. Also, it's one of the best races because it's the race where they could all have illegal weapons, and so you got a lot of fucking. Uh, you got the mafia like paying off these different groups to eradicate and kill these people basically yeah that was so cheesy and very uh like archetype stereotype for all of the people in there like there's like these viking dudes who are just furs. eating in a mess hall and they bring them furs and they're like yes and they start like rubbing it on their faces <laughs> that was like one of the weirder moments of that one thing i also noticed like red line is this movie had that pop star duo god i love female them. racers oh my god they're like pop stars on their planet they're very like uh, <laughs> they're like sex positive people and, and w- the most hilarious line from the movie is i think it was captain volton is just like what you need to take care of those cosplaying rejects from a porno <laughs> I was like, oh my god <laughs> oh, boss boss I and bum bum <laughs> yes exactly buy our new single now <laughs> they're like advertising while they're like showing up for the race <laughs> it's great and i noticed that in speed race so they also had a pair of drivers like that yeah, they did. They just didn't really. They paid them off in like diamonds. Those. Yeah, those they're super pink glamorous. Pink tracksuit. <laughs> they had. Yeah, they they included them. They just didn't have them as like speaking roles. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that was pretty much for production. There is one instance where a chimp on set got smacked by a handler. And oh, that's why Peter came. Yeah, down. that's why they came in and were like, "What the fuck's going on?" Because somebody on set has to watch the animals, so someone will show up and be on set every day to watch, it, make sure that they're not being mistreated. And the chimp had previously bitten the kid oh. in like a scene before, and then I guess the handler got frustrated with the chimp and just fucking hit it. And then the dude witnessed it, went and reported it, and then the the so the movie's on like a list of like movies that the American Humane Society or what is it? It's the the AHA. They put it onto a list where they do not approve of this movie because animals were injured. Yeah, who the fuck slaps a chimp? Yeah, I don't really know what the fuck happened where they were just like, out of nowhere, just smack the chimp. I'm Bro. really disappointed that the chimp didn't rip someone's arm off in the movie. <laughs> like, like, we were, we were he watching. He did fling shit at someone's face. And he hit him with a wrench. Yeah. So I'm proud of him for doing that. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, like, I'm just picturing Joe Rogan, like, yeah, chimps could fucking rip people's arms off. I'm oh, like, dude, rip that guy's <laughs> arm off. Chimp, chimp, come on. <laughs> also, what's really funny is like the chimp wears human clothes. Oh, it's great. And fucking the kid wears monkey covered clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they even have their moment where they're watching like this anime version of a fight and they like both oh, start doing poses great. on the couch and jumping at each other. It's great. What I was it. that anime though? Because I want to watch that. I think that. it was like, made some for Afro the movie. Samurai dude. It really did. Look- <laughs> no. What was the, what's that anime? The, the bo 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 You mean bo 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 That's what it reminded me of. The dude had an afro. <laughs> Shit. I love that you both knew exactly how to say the title. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah, for real. Thank you, Adult Swim, for introducing us to those, all those weird animes. But, I mean, so you guys have already gotten into what your initial thoughts were for it. So, like, what are the things that really stood out to you for Speed Racer? I think the visual element, because everything was so colorful and bright. It was like a trip, the entire movie. You have these crazy lights, these fast music, driving music, and you have crazy driving on top of that. A little bit of drama spiced in, but it was it was just, it was a lot of fun to watch, you know? 
It's a casual evening movie to see. I just thought it was a lot of fun overall. And I think the big thing for me is because both movies reflect on this. It's like, why do you race is a, is a question that is, is like questioned. Yeah. Well, the two head racers, so speed racer and JP, they're both like, they place them as these really honorable people. They are not like dirty racers. And it just reminds me of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I know Shinji, why about. do you pilot the Ava? Yeah. Because I want to make my dad proud. And then you like look at like uh, Asuka, who's yep. a totally different character. And it's like, why do you pilot your Ava? It's like, because I want everyone to love me. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> different. So I, I like that dynamic. I think the family, I feel like they are a family. Like yeah. they'll go through hell together just so, that, I mean, even if they have $2 to their name, they'll try to keep racing. Okay, I have to say that's one thing. As cheesy as it is, I kind of like this just humble, like, little home family that's coming into this big race of all of these, you know, big company-backed people. And they made something of themselves. They're, like, the independent racers. Like, yeah. their company is, like, family-owned, independent-run. He even says that to the Royalton Industries when he comes to his house. He's like, no offense, but, like, it's always been independent. And this is such a good piece of commentary about when they try to buy out smaller teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how, how long does it take you to make a racer? Oh, yeah. it takes us 36 hours. How long for you? About seven weeks. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's like a couple of weeks. <laughs> and they have all these facilities, but they were really driving home the point that the Royalton Industries like didn't have any heart. Like they were kind of yeah. just producing all of these things for these races and they just wanted to win for money. I mean, like, they even wanted it. to buy your pancake recipe. Yeah, he was like, I need this for my special piece of the industry where they make uh, they make meals for it. There's this one thing I like, too, where uh, the mom was having that conversation with, uh, what's his name? Speedy? Speedy Boy? His, I think his name is just Speedy. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I was never sure about that. I was like, is that Oh, yeah, his, his, his actual, actual name, name is Speed, Speed Racer. <laughs> okay, but he and his mother were having this conversation, and she was basically saying, like, when I see you go on the track, I see you make art. Yeah. And I think that was really significant because that sets it apart from just being a mechanical thing to being something organic and biological. You know, this yeah. is passion. This is love that I put into it. It just it isn't about money. It isn't about the parts that I can buy. That is something I will give the movie a lot of credit for. They have a lot of nice, tender moments with the family and a lot of positive masculinity in the film where they hug each other. Yeah. They say that they're proud of each other, <laughs> that they're OK. They're expressing a lot of their emotions. Yeah, good and job, Sparky. Yeah. Even John Goodman. <laughs> His character at the beginning, like he tells his older brother, like you're turning your back on me is like super upset. But then when Speed Racer goes, he's like, I want to say I'm sorry. Like before you go, like I totally support you. So like you have some character growth by the time he sees his other son go and do pretty much the same thing. Thinking about like what the critics said about the script, I can't agree with them. Yeah, I don't really know what they were talking about when it came to that because they did they did really go in on the family. Maybe on the extra characters, they didn't really go in that much. But I feel like they had enough character depth for the family for you to actually care about them. Plus, yeah. really good performances from the mom and dad. I think it's also pretty great when uh, Speed actually meets his hero from, like, a kid, the oh, Bobby my guy. Oh, God. Founds, finds out he's a fucking sham. Yeah, that he cheated. <laughs> yeah. Immediately tears down his poster, and then the guy ends up cheering for him at the last race. That's true. He is one of the announcers at the end. And, like, realizes that there's been a change because he won, like, regardless of what had happened. But, I mean, that was one of the really good moments, though, when he comes in and is just, like, entering last minute into a race that he was not supposed to be a part of. 
and like they have all the people there to support the ruling so they're like yeah this is gonna go through so that was dope you also have this weird fbi detective like backstory that's like in the background <laughs> for some reason with racer x yeah like, it's what it's the corporation his brother was working with they're kind of like uh you know like interpol yeah it's kind of like yeah. that but for their universe oh, okay <laughs> they they just handle these these crimes within the like special racing what was it the world syndicate Red, world <laughs> god what was it f w f a well i don't know wra world racing association that's oh, what okay it was. yeah <laughs> that's like what all the rich dudes had made and then they have like this little legal panel that does all the rulings for it and then like by the end of the movie the, the big corporate guy gets fucked up yeah that was the most hilarious piece of clip art <laughs> that they did for like he gets in prison he's indicted like he's gonna go to prison and then the judge says you know cheaters never prosper i'm like this this is such a bad wrap-up but like whatever <laughs> it's all worth it for the credit section with chimp chimp that's all that matters yeah what no obviously it's the final kiss between christina ricci and fucking Speed what was Racer. that little psa they put up in the beginning that was great well like, i mean okay so this movie warning, was for all cooties. the it's for all the kids <laughs> it was intended to be uh, for a wide audience so kids are probably watching it like ew like they're making out kids. they have cooties mm. ah, the cootie warning well you've seen funny. that in every other movie calm down <laughs> Uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask about is how did you guys feel about the women in this film? They did play a pretty significant role with Trixie and the mom. Yeah, they're all final final girls. I'm I'm just more concerned about that haircut they gave her. Oh my God. (laughs) Trixie had the (laughs) ugliest bowl cut. cut? I liked her hair. (laughs) There's ways that you can do the bowl cut nicely. That was not a way to do it nicely. That was a choppy bowl cut. It was a wig. It was a wig. (laughs) It was a cheap wig. Mitch, you look like you had something to say about the wig. <laughs> hey, buddy. You know, of all the wigs that I've worn in my life, <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I mean, I I feel like the mom was a very supportive character in this movie, as as moms typically are. But she was as, as good moms as good moms are. You know, typically like very supportive, has a whole lot to say, supports the the family and whatnot. And then of course you have Trixie, who's like you know watching from the sidelines, helping Speed and all of his driving and whatnot uh yeah no I, I mean i think that they all played a really good portion or a, a role a they did a good role in this movie yeah and had a, let's not forget the woman going behind the company's back to give speed racer the grand prix invitation yeah. that was good. dope she showed up and was like eh, i don't really agree with what my dad and brother did so it's very dishonorable the, you know. yeah so that was the bit that i was like uh they're doing this thing where the most important thing to japanese people is always their family honor and so i was like this is a very typical subplot of most of these films that include japanese characters but yeah. whatever it worked for bringing him back into the grand prix and yeah, sure. it was pretty bad <laughs> it was pretty bad though and she shows up and is just like a very timid and shy person and they like really <laughs> they really place that onto her character and then at the end even when like the dad and son are like what like you did what and then she's like oh and like covers your face so it was <laughs> that was the things that i noticed while i was watching it did you guys have any favorite scenes in speed racer there's a lot of action like a lot of action Pro- probably all of the the scenes where any time that, that 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 speed makes his car like flip over another car, or the part where he like falls down the side of the mountain and then just like wills the car up the side of the mountain. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> what are physics, man? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! He obviously had spike treads on his tires. Oh yeah, duh. 
Of and his course. car is fast enough to climb up a straight vertical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse you. That is the Mach 5 doing uh, its best shit. work. I guess I don't know anything about cars, man. What can I say? I'm not a cars person. There's, yeah, <laughs> there's like no physics in this at all. Like there's none of the movements of the cars make sense. And they can like take a beating. Like these cars were really fucking ramming into each other like all throughout the race. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, I mean, that was, I mean, you saw that kind of action in the original cartoon. Like, that was, like, yeah. a thing they brought from the cartoon onto the live screen. And it did really well. Uh, there was, I think, one part where I, I think someone just straight up died. Like, on the racing. where Was it when they're going through the spiky portion, their car just, like, blew up? Well, that's one of them. Okay, because I was like, there's no way you can <laughs> just, like, fucking pull your little parachute out of that. That doesn't your work. Your weird bubble thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't show it that someone escaped in their little, like, space bubble that saves them like i always wondered about that like how many times did people actually die in this movie and just no one pointed a finger at it you yeah know? it was like that the race they have in like fuji i think uh, yeah the dude who like ends up scamming them later the japanese character i can't remember his name but he like straight up shoots someone down into like the side of a mountain and then they just keep the racing going and no one says anything and i'm like yeah. i'm pretty sure that person just died <laughs> But taking out the competition but you know whatever like you know, it's wait, fine wait. every time i i think it was in speed racer but every time someone's car blew up they like fly out of the car in like a bubble yeah i or mean like, some yeah they showed it sometimes but not every time not every time yeah so yeah. that one that one guy the bubble just didn't activate no airbag maybe just yeah maybe it was a cheaper car they didn't have that feature i think my favorite scene i have two favorite scenes uh the one is from the beginning of the movie where he doesn't steal his brother's record I think that's very like significant. Oh yeah, this is great. Because like his brother's dead, he's considered a legend in racing. But prior to that, he was considered like a very bad person in racing because he was very aggressive and would often murder people on the track. <laughs> yeah, they started saying he was a dirty racer and that he was like working for corporations. And eventually, I mean, he just wanted to save his brother's record and not like overshine it because that's the thing; it's a record. It's gonna stay there until someone beats it, and he knows that no one else will. The only person that could is himself. It was dope to see the, like, ghost of his brother, like, racing next to him. Yeah. And he was, like, matching it the whole way. Just looking to the side at his brother's yeah. ghost car. That was cool. It, it also gave me a weird impression of, like, when you play a, what is it, Mario Kart? Yeah. And you have me, like, <laughs> racing against some of the ghosts on the track. That's what it reminded me of, and it was pretty interesting. Also, the scene where the guy just gets fucking fed up, the snake guy gets fed up and just starts... Pulling out the fucking handgun Literally. on Speed Racer. That was hilarious. And the announcers are like, oh, shit. He's, like, he's gun, shooting gun. at him. <laughs> hey, he had a bulletproof uh, little cockpit, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I guess they thought of that eventuality, that someone would probably have a gun. <laughs> Wild. I love that rally racing in their universe is considered the dirty sport of the racing world. <laughs> They're like, no, it's all full of, like, thugs and headhunters and stuff. <laughs> and that was, like, the sporting event you didn't want to be a part of mm. was the rally racing. Dad, who's who's driving the Mach 5 then? <laughs> Just like... Okay, but it was really cool when they made the Mach 6 for the final yeah. race. That thing looked really dope. Like, it would be really cool to see that in real life, which I think they did make the Mach 6 for at least, like, for you could sit in it. <laughs> but I know one of the cars, like, the Mach 5 is a real car you can drive, and it's currently in a museum in Los Angeles damn yeah the people who made it there's actually a netflix show that has people who made it and it shows like how they made it and you can go and see that it's pretty dope they did a lot of fucking work and they had like a, a one one recreation of it it's been like officially approved 
So I think this is a good time to transition into Redline because I think we have a lot to say about Redline. So. You're the fucking man, Mickey. You're the fucking man. I know. I know. And he starts punching himself. <laughs> I love that they're supposed to be like Americans from Earth who are just fucking nuts. I thought the fucking best scene was just like Gory Rider, just like come here, you motherfuckers, and then uh, they get arrested before they could do a blue line or whatever. And it's just like, all right, here's our interview with. Todoroki and Mickey. Cory Ryder, you motherfucker! Oh, that's right! <laughs> You're destroying them of their per- personal civil rights. Please get out of my face. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the cop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cop who's just like, I am justice. And like, <laughs> just does whatever the fuck he wants. This movie's fucking perfect. <laughs> it is honestly a, a beautifully done new movie. Like, I haven't seen anything quite like this animation-wise. It's absolutely nuts how much work they put into Redline. It was seven years of production, over 100,000 hand-drawn pieces of artwork for this. So everything you see is hand-drawn. It's worth it. Oh, my God. It creates such a nice effect that you saw on older anime that had that retro-style look to it, except this was released in 2008 or 2009, I think. And so you got that effect on this movie, and everything about it is hyper-stylized. Not not many like bits of anime do like this nice blend of like traditional anime style with like a German expressionism sort of look. To yeah, them. all of the shading. There's so much shading all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Shadows everywhere. Dark chiseled features on everybody. Yeah, there's no grotesque face. faces. <laughs> really animated, eccentric. Like eyeballs popping out, eyebrows going all over the place. Oh, so interesting to watch. Watch this movie in HD. Like yes, the 1080 version of this film is amazing the saddest <laughs> thing i gotta say about redline is how it killed madhouse yeah that's okay so i don't really i don't know if i just didn't read enough about how this happened but for some reason when this movie was released shortly afterwards they just didn't do anything they became bankrupt after this movie oh shit. they like fucked themselves over with this redline did not do good at the box office no it didn't and it wasn't considered a great like thing for critics or like peep fans it's not until like i mean Still, it's really an underground kind of anime movie that not a lot of people are talking about. So that's why we're talking about it. <laughs> well, apparently they took too long to make it, first of all. So the so the company was like, can you like hurry up and finish this? We need it to be released. Yeah, didn't it take like seven years of production for this? Yeah, and they didn't release it on time at the, at the festival that they were trying to get it released for. Mm-hmm. So it got released much later in the year, like in October, when people aren't as excited as about film premieres. And so it didn't get as much attention and then kind of just faded away into it, which is crazy because Madhouse is like responsible for a shit ton of films like they and, and like series and things like that. Like they did a fucking Wicked City Ninja Scroll, Perfect Blue, Vampire Hunter D, Trigun, the Black Lagoon, Whoa. Death Note, Paprika, Whoa. Parasite. Yeah. Like they're responsible for so many Whoa. different pieces. Yeah. And so it was surprising that this is like the thing that kind of just pushed them over the edge of just not making money anymore because they had been so successful up until that point. I've never seen an anime movie that hits everything that I want in an anime movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, what are those things? What are you usually what a- are looking for? All right. So first, either like a giant mech or like a giant like fucking There are mechs thing. in this. Yep. <laughs> Several. <laughs> emotional like emotional feelings from like someone trying to deal with themselves or with their situation uh fan service aka titties (laughs) 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 um 
fucking giant monster kaiju fighting each other. Do you mean Funky Boy? Yeah, funky Boy. <laughs> and just motherfucking great action and fighting. Yeah. I mean, when you see the first 10 minutes of Red Line, you know what you're getting into. Yep. The, the, I swear I read the synopsis for Redline first, and it was like, after an accident due to a sabotage, I was like, all right, so in this first race, he's going to be sabotaged. I forgot about that entirely when you're watching because the race is so immersive. Yeah. You're like, this fucking dude's going to win. He's going head-to-head with her right now. She's fucking, she's fucking hovercrafting over the ocean right now, and like they're head-to-head, and this is going to be it. And then I was like, oh, shit. His shit is fucking, it's strapped. It's going to explode. What the fuck is he going to do? You know, it like, and I knew that that was going to happen previously, but it, it, they did such a good job of drawing you into this film in that yep. opening that you just completely forget about that. And you're just in the story now. I yeah. love yeah. the soundtrack, how it goes with these driving things. So well, if you drive with the soundtrack, you're going to crash. <laughs> you're going to go faster. You're going to go gotta fast. get a lot faster is what's going to happen. <laughs> I've definitely driven while listening to the, the red line soundtrack. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. This is great. That, that intro though. It's so fucking good. Cause like, you're seeing the top three people go in and they're right. going fast. And then they're like, ah, oh, look at JP. He's in the back. He doesn't know how to race. He's oh, like, man. what the fuck do you know about racing, man? I love I'm barely that he's, getting started. I love that he's driving a Trans Am. Like, oh, yeah. Just like a super stylized yellow Trans Am. Regular run-of-the-mill muscle car. Well, it's got no weapons and he's really adamant about not having weapons. He wants to win legitimately and be the fastest person on the track. And that's when he gets the turbo. Yeah, <laughs> which is fucking sick. The engine, the newer one. No, just like the turbo in general, oh. just like some weird vial thing that you throw it's in and great. punch down. Into it's your such a great thing. concept for how they can give nitro into the car, where they drop this little pill yeah. into the yeah. liquid that goes into the engine, and it just fucking explodes. All off these the track. valves are going. The thing, the the best I, part is when these cars they can't even handle that much force. They're like shaking. They're like <laughs> shaking, going to the side, like flipping over. To be honest, the nitro kind of reminded me of, you know, people taking pills because I feel like yes. that was something that was used I throughout got the that movie. Vibe too. Even with, you know, the main villain character was like constantly popping pills and getting more and, and more doing fucking coke. He's like rubbing coke yeah, on his gums at one point. All the bad guys are always doing <laughs> drugs. And I feel like in a way that they're comparing the adrenaline of the race to a yes. drug. These people are Ooh. basically adrenaline junkies. I believe that. Any racer that you ever see in an interview, they love the adrenaline. Like that's what they fucking do it for. The risk of dying every time they get in their fucking car. See how hyped they get for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. They're hyped for that shit. The cool thing about these, like the nitro scenes and whatnot is all of like the the animation of what's going on inside the car like it's chaotic everything's like shaking around and is is crazy he's like you can tell that he's trying to maintain control and like the cars themselves are out of control because of the level of speed and if you have ever driven anything really fast and tried to control it when it gets up higher and higher it starts becoming like every little turn is like an instant like a big deviation from the straight and so it's just like, I don't know, the chaos inside the car matches the chaos of the race. You got all and the, I, oh, sorry, go I ahead. I feel like, honestly, you couldn't have really accomplished that if this wasn't hand-drawn. I feel like if you were trying yeah. to do this any other way, it would have been too smooth. I feel like being able to do this hand-drawn makes it that much more, like, detailed and intricate. Yeah. Showing all the small movements and jerks and jitters that happen. We also got to see small details like every fucking screw that they put into these things. Like the valves turning, the the hydraulics just going and shooting into the engine. And then finally you get the bust and you see the fucking car like 
maxing the speed of light. It's like literally the, <laughs> the drawing is like splitting into multiple sections. Oh, yeah. it and like even stretches. Stretches. And he even has like a fucking nosebleed while he's trying to hold his... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nosebleeds is also a thing that I require in my animation. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they mention at some point that they're experiencing like several G-forces while they're in the cars because they're going so fucking fast. Yeah. But I liked the variety in the cars. Like fucking Sonoshi's like hovercraft is fucking dope. Like that, like I would drive a fucking hovercraft like that if she that was an option. Sick ass vehicle. I love their last name is McLaren too. McLaren. Just like a straight call out to like a fancy uh, car company. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I mean, it works. It works so well. The intro is amazing because they don't waste any time showing you what the film is. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get into the second area of the movie where they're gonna be. Hey, dude, you made it a red line. What? That was great. <laughs> and that's when they describe it. It's gonna be on Robo World. Without their permission. Oh, man. (laughs) Nothing says, like, an illegal race, like, just holding it on a planet that doesn't want you. And they're, like, they're fanatical. They are, like, racist. They don't want anyone on their planet. They're super fascist. Bro, they they straight up Zig Heil. Yeah. Like, at one point, those fucking robots straight up Zig Heil (laughs) in this fucking movie. I laughed so hard when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, they're doing this right now. Yeah. It is in your face. Like, even down to the uniforms are very, like, yeah, they complimentary these... of Nazi uniforms, just <laughs> saying. We, yeah. we, th- we were theorizing about how they got the symbol, and we were just thinking and joking, like, they probably went to a bathroom and saw a really shitty swastika and just ah. used that. <laughs> and it's like, there's Adeline over there. All right, there you go. This looks like some fascist Boom. imagery. Let's go. <laughs> this works. I can't tell you how many awful swastikas I've seen in, like, middle school, like, desk and bathroom stalls. Oh. I've seen a few that were just straight up kites. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, not surprising. Most of these dudes are fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, children will do anything to get the fucking, to get something out of somebody. Yeah. To get your goat. It yeah. should be noted that Frisbee's character, he's voiced by Liam O'Brien. Yes. And he voices over 30 characters in Fallout New Vegas. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so it, every time he was talking, I was just seeing another Fallout fucking character. Is this not the dude who voices Spike in Cowboy Bebop? Or is that a different dude? It might I be swear a it's dude. him. I, I don't know, but he's trying to do a Southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, like, the voices for him and JP are really recognizable. Like, you'll hear them in so many different things because they just do a crazy amount of voice acting. And the voice acting, the dub for it was, uh, like, official. Like, they got. A series of actors to do it so it wasn't just like this terrible dub that they added in over the film so you can watch it in its original language in japanese or you can watch it in english and it'll still be a good film and it's still on youtube right now in english it is so like it's just one of those films that managed to get by the detectors on youtube and you could just watch the whole thing on it so you can, in Red fact, line. go and find Redline online and, wa- it's and watch prob- it. Probably because Madhouse is done, so they're not really yeah. paying for anyone to watch their copyrighted material. That's true. So that's probably why it gets away. They can get away with that. Let's talk about the moon of Robo World and how like alive it is with so many different things. It's fucking great. It is like a. It's a fucking. What is that? What do they call it? A demilitarized zone. It's like a shanty town of just random yeah. people from Refugees everywhere. Refugees from different yep. planets. It mm-hmm. was meant to be like this large trading post where a bunch of people go because there's essentially no laws. They can do pretty much whatever they want there. And they seem to be proven pretty good. Slab City? Yeah, for yeah, real. Slab City. <laughs> Fucking Slab City in space. That, that's when you have like all these dogs like betting on the race. And um, you have like. You know the you meet the four armed mechanic who's super sick. He's like I a love drunk that dude. dude. Yeah, he's just like 
Ah, I know about racing for so long. I think he was supposed to be a mole. You, the spider mechanic? You were talking about the spider yeah, mechanic? The guy arms. with all the arms? He reminds me of the spider from freaking Spirited Away. That's what I would say, yeah. <laughs> you said it while we were watching it. You're like, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> That's what I said while I was watching it. I love it. that. I love you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you guys have the same it, exact uh. idea. He even had the mustache. Yeah, the thick The big stash, bushy mustache. The, like, buggy eyes, round head, just kind of like, doo-doo-doo. Very helpful, very wise. I mean, it makes sense they would create like a uh, like a humanoid spider as a mechanic. Oh yeah, yeah. I would because, want him. Because as spiders my are like the builders. Look at all his arms; he can do a lot of stuff at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing; he's not tasked with like the like mechanical side of it. That's they're going to give it to Frisbee so he could like redesign the entire yeah, thing. He acquires all the parts. All he does is just put it in there. Yep. This is the best part. One of the best parts of the movie, though. When they introduce all the characters, like a video game loading I screen. I love that shit. <laughs> the, them introducing them, like every night they had their special night where they were going to show one of the racers. And those interviews are fucking hilarious. Like this is exactly what should have been in the middle of the film. Or else you would have known nothing about these people and you wouldn't care. Lynchman and Johnny Boya. Fucking, okay, why the fuck is he called Lynchman? What, what the fuck? Why is he called Lynchman? Well. I don't know, but he runs fucking fast and he's bulletproof. But you want to know the funniest part about that is the voice actor, the American voice actor for him is black. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Gnarly. Yeah, and he had no qualms with it either. I also like how the Bonbon bon and Bospos, the, oh the twins, two they, pop stars. Yeah, they agree to not use magic. Yeah. But the queen uses magic she's and she's fucking, fucking dope. dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. Wait. Yeah, when her big ship shows up, you're just like, oh my God, what's going down? And then they launch all the pods of all the cars out of it. Oh, and they're man. like dodging lasers and shit. Like, while the, while that was like, such an them. intense start to a race. Like, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then you realize that the finish line is literally the tower of the Capitol. Yes. Oh, and it's man. the hardest shit ever. Yeah. Yeah, like, that really you, is. <laughs> yeah, that really is. It's like a pink finish line that they painted <laughs> onto their building. I think what's really funny is uh, that weird crab guy that comes in and he like starts eating all of Soshi's food. <laughs> oh, you're gonna eat that? <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, that's my partner over there. Yeah, he's the one getting his ass kicked." Okay, can I just say I love this dude, the one that was getting his ass kicked, the one that's just like crying as he and, whoops okay, his no, ass. Wait, actually, he was the one doing the ass kicking. Yeah, exactly. That's right. This dude that rolls in just like in tears, <laughs> fucking wailing on this dude, and the guy's like, "Yeah, the more he cries, the stronger he gets." He's just like. <laughs> Don't you talk to me like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was little Dezuna. Yes. I think is the character. I'm just saying if there's ever a character that was me, that's fucking me right I there. That, Crying and throwing just punches. Like, Disobey you his so orders to go and find this dude. You left the military. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so upset that he got left in the military by one of his closest friends who was probably in love with at some point and oh. was just like, Why did you leave me? And chases him down the whole fucking rest of the movie. Whoa. All right. One of my favorite villains is Machine head oh you know what oh. machine head is not a villain though yeah no yeah exactly he's not really but he, I mean, he kind of acts like one though <laughs> he is he is like the champion though like he is the yeah. red line champion like four or five times over mm-hmm. and i love that he has this little cat that he yeah. has or <laughs> dog, no, a dog. It's a shit zoo. yeah it's a little <laughs> dog that he has with him he's like no you don't understand all these racers they got nothing on me i am <laughs> i am my race car <laughs> he even has his own theme music when he comes in they're like machine head he's so fucking big that and like right. the dude comes in he's like what the fuck are you gonna do about it like ready to fight him and then he's like oh okay never mind but like he's ready to fight that dude as soon as he comes in what was his name 
The dude with the fake pompadour. He had like a metal pompadour. Oh, I don't know his name, but he was one of the commanders. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was going to fight JP at wait, one point. Wait, wait, wait. Another requirement um, for good anime in general is um, ridiculous hairstyles. Yes. Oh. It's a requirement. Um, and that ridiculous pompadour reminds me of uh, fucking Space Dandy, man. Yep. Yeah. See Space Dandy. <laughs> Hell yeah. See Space Dandy and also see, see ridiculous. Afro Samurai. <laughs> Literally, this movie is just an alternate dimension where Space Dandy is actually a racer. Yes. <laughs> and he's not like just a pirate. <laughs> and he's not. <laughs> Excuse me. Space Dandy's a monster, an uh, alien hunter. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He's a head hunter, basically. <laughs> Combing the galaxy like his pompadour. Who has an obsession with titties. Boobies. <laughs> They're a, a chain of restaurants across the uh, galaxy. <laughs> that is the funniest part of Space Dandy, that there's, like, a giant chain where that is the theme. Like, you go, and all the waitresses, it's like Hooters in space. That's essentially what that is, and it's fucking hilarious. I'm here for Hooters in space. Also, also goth Hooters. <laughs> I love that that became such a strong thing on the internet. <laughs> Give it to me, please. All right, so what were some of your favorite scenes from Redline, then? Because there was a lot of good moments in this. Uh, just the whole movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, start to finish everything. <laughs> it is not long enough. I think my favorite scene was when the military comes in when they're about to get into this brawl at the restaurant in the yeah. very beginning. And, you know, Machine Head stands up. He's doing his thing. And then you see the lights come in from the background. And oh, like, that's everyone's right. watching. And then it just explodes into chaos. The the aquariums or whatever inside the restaurant that break sucks. and floods the place. Yeah. Oh, that was that was intense. That was an intense moment because I didn't know what I was expecting. I thought maybe this was just him like powering up his punch, but then you know the bad guys come in, and I think it was a good way to introduce the bad guys. Like this is what they're about coming into a demilitarized zone, like full force, literally smashing into this place. It was an intense buildup. Yeah, I feel that because the thing is they're not allowed to be there, yeah. and then it, like it ramps up because. They take out the big giant cannon, like Lynchman and, and Robo, or what is it, Johnny Boya, take uh, out yeah. the cannon prior to the fucking race. They're fucking race. great. They're like, why are we doing this again? Like, they <laughs> even explain oh, it. The stretching part. Yes. Where they fucking stretch before they fucking they're do like, the mission. All right, mission. here we go. Here we go. And they're like stretching, doing high kicks. Like, <laughs> that was part of their routine. I just felt like they were superheroes. They not were superheroes. Assassins. No, they were superheroes. Oh, they are? Well, I mean, they were like, what's the word? Bounty hunters? Yeah. They were bounty hunters. That's what they said. They're like the fastest bounty hunters ever is like their theme. <laughs> like they were even like it, they showed moments of where it looked like they were on their own TV show. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like now you could buy Lynch Man's fights. Volume seven. Yeah, it was And great. it said like Lynch Man movie production. Yeah. The, like he owns a production company to hype themselves up. <laughs> I think my favorite scene is the one with Mickey and fucking yeah, Todoroki. Just screaming just like, in their fucking vehicle. You're the man, Mickey. <laughs> I love that the cop ended up being the one who like released funky boy because he just dug way too deep into the ground just like what where the fuck okay, am yeah I? falls right into it and i assume just dies you're right and then there's his great reprise where he's like fuck you you fucking pompadour poser oh. or rockabilly poser or whatever oh, oh yeah rockabilly poser that was good one liner <laughs> okay but when boss boss and bon bon become the mech and they start wailing on these fucking planes that have people inside of them that's one of my favorite All day. scenes <laughs> they're, they're inside the boobs of the mech too oh my god it's pink see-through boobs that Aren't they're the piloting from. like glowing too yes they're like <laughs> sparkly glowing they start like love it like moving their fingers and using magic to totally oh yeah, crush they, like, these people one of them but they just like yeah. exploded 
There was a lot of sexual innuendos in this movie, I have to say. I mean, the ending was pretty much a climax finish, just saying. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If if the pompadours wasn't phallic enough for you, (laughs) (laughs) the car's engines were. Oh, God. And the fucking pompadour won the race. He won by inches because of his pompadour. (laughs) Yeah, he got those inches. (laughs) I I also (laughs) love that the spider guy comes through at the end to kill the boss and be like, yeah. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I, the mechanic, the junkyard trailer, uh, trader, and the racer are all on the same team. We are all basically a family. Yep. He totally says it, too. He does accidentally set off the bomb on his car, though. No, he sets <laughs> it up on purpose. No, he's drunk. He does it by accident. No, he did it on purpose. It gave yeah, because he needs to yeah, give kick. him a boost. He says he needs yeah. a boost. I'm going to do this for him. And then he blows and the it car. And it lit his car really? on fire. And his I thought it was on, just, like, it was on accident. Off. Yeah, because yeah, what's his name? Frisbee freaks out. Mm-hmm. after that happened well yeah, it works but another thing i was looking around and a lot of people were saying is it possible that jp and sonashi died at the end of this they do die do they okay. they they die they win with the hair and then their souls are like together and they go off into the afterlife kissing each other whoa i i totally didn't catch that and when it, i watched it it's not a disqualification if you die in red line you can still win if your body makes the finish line where is this ruling at? <laughs> on the wiki. Uh, on the wiki. Yeah, I mean they all they all uh, they all cheer them for winning and whatnot at the very end, but it's they have both died at the end of the movie. I though. did not take them as dying at all. I thought that the 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 steam light that they use, the special nitro they brings in, basically like gave them an it's it's like infusing energy into the car into them. So I thought that they, they were actually just, crossed and they were be able to float. They, well, yeah, they were they were surrounded by the energy and then they were able to float down when it was like leaving their bodies. Well, here's what? the thing: they're never gonna make a sequel to Red Line, so you could have whatever ending you want. Do you want them to die? Do you no, want them to live? All. No, I they want fu- them to live. What? They deserve to live. Yeah, they win together and have like their final loving kissing. That's like my favorite part. Okay, or- I actually have to say I was kind of upset that she didn't get to win the race on her own. If that was a possibility, yeah, that's true. I, I dislike that she just kind of like sat up next to him, like, "Okay, baby, we'll do this together." Yeah, curled up. I mean, it was kind the- of cute, but at the same time, I wanted her to have a part in it too. He just was going to win with a just goddess by his side. He, yeah, uh, he totally says it. That was so it. fucking cheesy. cheesy. I loved it. <laughs> I can't lose. I've got a goddess on my side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do really like that once they won, the other racers were very happy about it. Like, they were just happy to have the experience of doing such a crazy race. <laughs> I mean, but isn't the finish line also a metaphor for crossing over to the other side? And end and end to the journey. So like it's like a finality to the whole thing. I was thinking it was like an orgasm, but I guess the two are the same, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very close That's together. The big orgasm. I yeah. swear, if you mention the, the little death. orgasm wait, again, okay. So the little so, death and the big death. But wait, we should we? Who believes that they died at the end of this movie? I believe they died. I believe the they movie. died. I don't wanna. I don't no. wanna. You don't wanna it. fucking no. believe no. it. I don't think they died. Wikipedia disagrees. No. Fuck Wikipedia. Oh. Does, does the wiki say they died? The anime wiki does. No, it doesn't. Look You're it up. Did you JP and Sonashi die at the end of Redline? Oh, he's looking it up. Hold on, I'm gonna go look for it right uh. now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll it's, get back to you in a second. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's really up to interpretation here, as all art I, is. So I if you want to interpret it that way, that they had the head super mega force fields that protected them from that velocity, then sure. It was love. Love it was, was their lo- shield. Love was their shield against the exploding car. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure Robo World is dead after this because they basically made that commander guy a giant 
fucking like kaiju and like absorb funky boy and like i don't know like did you see that fucking the, the fucking towers the finish line like yeah pretty sure robo like world the is coolest dead. shit to have the finish line be the fucking tower like they're just rubbing it in their faces and then she <laughs> have to like crash her ship into the tower to make a ramp to get to the finish line at the end isn't that what happened Oh yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah check the it queen, out. The queen crashed. She's her like, giant check it ship. out. She's like, there's no way to the top of the tower. And then her fucking giant ship becomes. Yeah, the I entrance. think she like launched it out of hyperspace directly into the building to make a platform for the racers to then get to the finish line. Which is, that's a pretty baller move, if I must say so myself. <laughs> it's it's one of the only magic scenes in the movie, and it's dope. I Gotta think- have a little. The other thing is like she is is um, his inspiration mm-hmm. for racing, which I think is was a really good part that they touched on. Just like her determination to get her car out and do it all herself and whatnot is what inspired him to even want to race in the first place. Yeah, and I yeah, think like when they're kids, she's like, "I'm not like you amateur racers. Like I'm gonna win Redline someday. You guys don't know anything." Oh, that was such a touching scene. And then you I see, actually like, almost cried watching You see that. all these scenes with, like, JP and Frisbee growing up, like, riding bikes and getting into fights and getting fucking beat. Frisbee got justice, I believe. I mean, I guess. He's still a piece of shit for, yeah. for like, basically ruining his racing career and, like, getting this bad mark of being a fixer. That's the thing. Gambling and cheating isn't worth it in that world. Yeah, it's it's really not, like, something that they are benefiting from. Plus, they're, like, indebted to the mob. Yeah, they, they, did, they did that a lot. They're like, all right, so the bets are in. We locked in on JP losing at the final stretch. He's going to get everyone's, like, money back up there, and then he's going to lose on purpose. That's why I like his style. He does not do anything crazy. He's not using weapons. He stays in the back for like two thirds of the race. Then he hits the hyperdrive. And then the, the first time he uses the hyperdrive on Redline, his fucking car turns into a skipping stone across the water. A literal frisbee. And it just fucking fucks all physics in the ass. Now, they're alive. It doesn't have a death date for them. Any wiki that has characters has a death date for them, and it mentions how they die. It just says that they both win and that they confess their love for each other. Okay. Then we have like a lady in the tiger scenario here. <laughs> where fucking like, is the lady eaten by the tiger or is she not eaten by the tiger? It's up to you. I'm too watcher. much of a sucker for the romance to be like, nah, they're not going to fucking die in this movie. I don't want no Romeo and Juliet bullshit. I <laughs> yeah, want them to live real. happily ever after. Also, Machine Head had won the last five <laughs> red lines. So he was like on his way to be the champion again and then was very happy to, <laughs> to participate in that kind of race. How did you feel about the American casting, the voices they brought for the dub? They did some, pe- some people don't like it. I wasn't mad. I actually think for like what it was, they did a decent job at voice acting on like a lot of other dubbed animes that I had seen. <laughs> uh, this one, this one was a good dub. This is yeah. a good dub. One of the only good dubs. Yeah, there really isn't a whole lot of them that exist where you're like, oh, this is pretty good. They usually, it's probably because it's usually a separate team that didn't work on the projects. They just get brought in for the voices, and so they don't feel the same kind of passion for the work. Are you guys really familiar with anime? Yes. Do you guys watch it, like, personally? Yeah. I feel like this is a really good group to watch a movie like this because we actually watch other anime outside of whatever is recommended on here. If you would recommend two shows, what would you recommend to people who don't really check out anime? Oh, oh, so other anime shows to check out? Or movies. Or movies. I would recommend watching Chobits. 
Oh, Chobits is what got me started with anime. That's a good one. No, yeah. a, a lot of people don't know about that. Oh, can you give like a brief description of it? Uh, well, it's definitely not for kids. Although I watched it when <laughs> yeah. I was in like middle school. But basically, there are these things called Persicoms, which are humanoid robots, but they're also basically computers. And so the show touches a lot about what makes somebody a person, and is this sentient computer actually a human or is she a robot can she is she capable of love basically okay that's that's what i would say the show is about uh that's a good and one. another one watch attack on titan oh, it's it's a rush you feel like having it's just scary. a very sad day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go in and watch attack on titan <laughs> to be honest not many things really freak me out but i have to say that opening scene with it's like unsettling. the the titan peering over the wall terrified me the crazy thing about that is it gets so in depth and in depth and by the third season there's so many twists like now that they don't even have to like worry about titans they have to worry about the people inside the walls extremely convoluted each other yeah well yeah they essentially start saying that people have the ability to transform at will it's fucking crazy titans and then they have to worry about people infiltrating them like that and that's like what they're worrying about now i would recommend neon genesis evangelion yes it's a good it's really good i know people say it a lot but it's a good it is a really good one but here's the thing like i watched the ending and i didn't like it originally because i didn't understand the concept okay then i watched the the ending of neon genesis evangelion the movie they made a movie for the ending because people didn't like it and honestly i like both the endings now and it's a really emotional and one of the loneliest fucking animes i've ever seen it's sad like it legit has a very sad ending. And then I would also recommend Berserk. Ooh. Because Berserk is amazing. Right. Content warning for Berserk. They have a very vigorous aggressive rape scene. They have a lot. Well, multiple of, like two or three, yeah. I think, in the whole series. So. And it's very bloody, yeah. but it it's a fucking ride for sure. The ending of a berserk. I mean, that's the thing. My rule about anime is if you have a season with 25 to 26 episodes, you're going to love it and you're going to cry at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, most likely. What about you, Mitch? I have too many animes that I really like. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, wouldn't, I, I won't recommend Berserk because I don't think it's for everybody. It's definitely one of those ones that I don't think at, not everyone's going to get into this and be like, oh, I'm stoked on this anime. You know, I personally love it, but that's not why I would recommend it. If I were to say like animes to recommend to people, like – Samurai Champloo, fucking yeah. Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> yep. Space Dandy, all done by like the same director, yeah. but really good, like quality content. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, yes, hell yeah, yeah. That's 100%. also that's a really good like that has like all of the stuff in anime that you're looking for, and I think it's accessible to pretty much everyone. Yeah, it, you can watch the whole series in like a day. Also, I want to give a shout out to Claymore. Yeah. That's one of my, yeah. one of my faves, oh, like, man. easily. I, I've read the entire manga as well. It's one of the only animes that I went and was like, I need the entire manga. I need to know exactly what happens, and the story's amazing. Shit. But, yeah, Claymore is fucking dope. If you want to see, like, demon slayer chicks with big fucking swords killing demons, that's that fucking anime, and yeah, it's great. that one's fucking dope. I haven't watched that in a while. That's all I got, though. Uh, Let's see. Uh, if you're looking for something that is on the like American side that is going towards that vibe of being an anime, you should watch the Animatrix. That's like one of like a really great intro because it's an anthology series with multiple directors, including people from Japan. So you end up getting like very very established directors making the anthology pieces for it. So that'd be like one of them. 
um as far as like other anime that i would recommend you did hit some of them like samurai shampoo is amazing because it's a blend of like old school feudal japan with a modern hip-hop vibe that's added on top of it because of the band that made the music for it and you actually have characters that are not just white or japanese <laughs> you actually have like people who are black and other people who are really interesting in that and on that note you should go watch afro samurai because oh, Sam- yeah. having Samuel Jackson as the voice is amazing. Uh-huh. That, that, that's a good. That's a good like six episode. Like you could watch that it's in like so a short, but you're yeah. gonna love every fucking moment of it because it's so good. Um, another one I would recommend. Uh, oh, I just had it. Um, fuck, what is it called? Oh, it's a series I watched recently on Netflix called Megalo Boxing. Oh yeah, I got obsessed with it when I watched it. It's super short; you can watch it in like a day or two. Oh shit! The series is about professional boxing in this like world where it's become like a world event. But they've added on like these exosuits on top of their arms to like enhance their boxing abilities, and that's like the whole series. This dude is just trying to win the championship for the megalo boxing, and uh, it just it's so well done. You have really well choreographed fighting scenes. They don't like cut away from anything. And the main character is one of those characters that you absolutely love and you will not like hate anything about him. And it wraps it up so well. Like it's just one season. It's good to go. That's all you got to watch. It's like watching Cowboy Bebop where you have the one season. That's it. There's nothing else to the story. Although this one is chronological. So you have to watch it from the beginning to the end. Bang. I, 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 what, before, before we're almost done, I also want to do a kill a kill. It's another good yep. uh, recommendation. Yeah. That's another that fun one. Oh, yeah. The fucking fashion anime. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> While you're at it, you should watch Gurren Lagann. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, no. Gurren Lagann's dope. Dude, Gurren Lagann's great. I, I honestly say, like, if you can watch, like, the OVAs of it. Yes. I think I think that's what those are called. If you can watch the OVAs of it, I think those are a little bit preferable to watching, like, the full thing with all the fluff in it. I'd say the same thing for Berserk also. Like, the full films they yes. did for it. Watch those. Were, were, bet, were better than the original anime just because they compacted it all really well. I have two more. I didn't realize how much anime we watched. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, you should watch Helsing. Or Helsing. Yeah. You should watch yeah. Helsing Ultimate. Yeah, is Helsing. what you should watch. Helsing is it's shit. It's a, a great fucking adaptation of the manga, and you just love his character so much. He's ridiculously evil in the anime and as well as the, the manga, and he's so likable, even though he's like a bloodthirsty demon at that point. And then... Um, Oh God! It was the other one. Uh, Samurai Seven, which is like I I haven't cried I, so much than when <laughs> I watched Samurai Seven and got to the end. I know a lot of people really like superheroes after the Marvel thing, so My Hero Academia is also a good one. But oh I'm only bringing that up because the funniest the funniest thing show. happened when I went to the Comic Con panel. Yeah. So he had a translator up there, and the, a guy comes up. He's like, "So, what's your favorite Western superhero?" And he goes up to the mic. Spider-Man. <laughs> everyone in the fucking room standing up. They're yeah. like, yeah. I, I didn't, I've never seen like thousands of nerds get up so fucking quick and just like scream. It was amazing. That's awesome. Sp- Spider-Man is the dopest Marvel hero he, though. Okay. Yeah. Kind of, kind of is the dopeness. Yeah. He's yeah. the only, he's the only one that's had like a, like, like, like a racial change as well as all the other yeah, heroes. Yeah, there's multiple Spider-Mans. There's multiple Spider-Mans yeah. as well. Into so that was kind of cool. yo. It's such that's an such underrated movie. movie. And that's oh, the it's thing so good. with Redline. It's such an underrated movie. Not a lot of people fucking yeah. talk about it. Not a lot of people praise it. Over seven years of production, 100,000 hand drawings. I think it deserves better. And yeah. if you are still waiting to see if you're going to watch it, 
go on YouTube and fucking watch it and then watch it again with your friends and then watch it another time. Oh, yeah. In like Please 10 years. watch it by yourself so you can cry. Uh, <laughs> no one's going to say anything to you because I know some people are weird about that and they don't want to cry in front of people because this will make you cry if you watch it by yourself. It's definitely one of those things. Did you cry? I, I cried for like anything, but like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I was super invested in watching it because like this is so great. It's easily one of my favorite animes, one of my favorite films to watch because I'm excited the whole way through. I empathize a lot with the main character because he's supposed to be like your like underdog hero. So anybody can fit into like, yes, I'm trying to fight like giant corporations or other people in this event. And he's winning on just pure skill of racing and he's not using any weapons. So like, he's just this inspiring, honorable character that you just like, you want to be him because he's so cool. And that is like one of the coolest things about watching it is that like, even though he's meant to be a parody of like the American greaser, like with his hair and everything, He's still, like, a really likable character. He's not going to be, like, a dick about most things. He's really nice. And, like, even the relationship they build with him and Sonashi is actually, like, pretty respectful. Yeah. Like, they don't just, like, have sex, like, within the first time. And they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. Like, he knew her since she was a kid and was racing, like, well and before him. And he used him. to admire her. He yeah. used to watch her race. He admits that. And he was that. inspired, too, by the way that she raced to race himself. Exactly. I mean, I thought, the, I thought the movie did a very, like, like tasteful innuendo in this one. It did it very tastefully and to the point <laughs> where you're like, this is kind of funny and ridiculous. But yeah. it's anime. Fuck it. It's supposed Fuck to be that way. It. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a few endings on anime where it's like, they, it's like, it's nothing but fan service. They want you to be happy about the ending of the film. And they don't want you to feel terrible when you leave it. I mean, I mean, and Redline kind of kind of does that as well, where we yeah. we even debated over what we thought the ending right. was, yeah. and so that even makes it great in its own because it, inc- it it encourages discussion yeah. over the film even when it's done. All right, what would you rate these films, and would you recommend it to somebody to watch? Speed uh, Speed Racer probably like a six or seven. I can't really decide. It, the ninja fight kind of brings me to a seven. and then like hands down redline is 11 to 12 out of 10 it's a perfect movie i know if i watch it 10 years from now it's still going to be as good as i watch it tomorrow i recommend both of these speed racer not so much maybe on a every now and then redline is a perfect movie i'll fight anyone who disagrees you hear that (laughs) speed racer gets like a six out of ten from me not that I didn't enjoy all the action scenes, but there was a lot to be asked for with all the dialogue in between all those scenes that it was really hard for me to stay interested at that point. But I was, but when the races started, glued. I was into it at that point. And then Red Line's a 10 out of 10. Easy. I would probably have to say Speed Racer is like a 5, 5.5 for me. Because really, for me, it was really just an exciting thing to watch. It was visually stunning but besides that you know uh i feel like the messages were there but they were very light and there wasn't really anything that profound going on in the movie so yeah i would give it about a five five point five however red line i would give it a nine point five i i don't give it a solid 10 because i'm kind of somebody that likes to see resolution and like what happens after so i wanted something to happen after the race i wanted to see if the government was going to try and come in again and bust them or something but that is like probably my only thing that i wish i got out of the movie but honestly the way it did end it was kind of a perfect ending you do get a little bit of clip art saying that the guy goes to jail but that's kind of it yeah that's there's not a whole lot of stuff i want more resolution but other than that it's a beautiful movie it's really well done you won't see anything like it i i highly recommend watching it if you have not seen it already all right 
I disagree with all of you. Fuck off. A rare moment where I may not ever say this again on the podcast, but I give them both tens. And that, and I'll tell you why. So for Speed Racer, I'm a huge Speed Racer fan because I watched it when I was a kid. I actually watched it as a Saturday morning cartoon, like when it was oh, coming fuck on, yeah. and like they would do the reruns for it because it obviously wasn't premiering because it's like the 1960s cartoon. But like they would show it on like certain channels, and I'd be glued to it. I'd sit in front of the TV and watch it, and it was one of the things I would watch in the morning. And the vibe that you got from the Speed Racer cartoon is exactly what the movie is. Like, anyone who loves Speed Racer is going to love the movie. Anyone who didn't like it, they just didn't watch enough Speed Racer to begin with. And they didn't know, That's like, fair. what it was supposed to be about. And it's meant to be weird. It's quirky. It's not that serious. It's very funny. And they have, the, like, the slapstick humor that they have through the whole thing. So the fact that they're saying that it was light on plot, the whole series was light on plot. You hardly get to know anything about Speed Racer and his family while you're watching the cartoon to begin with. So the movie actually had a little more than what you would have expected watching the speed racer series and on top of that i loved all of the action for it so like this is ridiculous cars doing things they're not supposed to do in like any film and then redline is perfect like this is like one of those films where i really could not find anything wrong with it because i was having so many emotions while i was watching it and i was super invested in the ending and, and i didn't like turn away while i was watching it the first time every bit of it and then i watched it again because i'm like maybe i missed something and, like, I was, like, turned away and looking at something different for a moment. And then went and watched it again. There's only, like, one other movie that I ever did that with, which was um, The Life of Pi. Oh, okay. Where I watched that and then watched it again immediately afterwards because I thought it was so fucking good. And so this is one of those films where I watched it immediately afterwards and thought it was so fucking good. Especially, like, to have a character that is so inspiring to a lot of people who watch it. And then to see all of the work, like, they really put in a lot of work for the animation of the film and you can see it in every single frame of the movie where there's no details like spared on it there there's so much love in redline mm. given to that yeah. given to that medium they like that seven years is seven years of blood sweat and tears yeah holy put shit into that movie they put so much work into it and it's definitely seen me watch so highly recommend to go watch it uh i would only suggest watching speed racer if you watched a lot of speed racer cartoons otherwise it'll just be enjoyable and fun and you have to have sort of like the right mindset going into it, which is weird to say. But like this is totally a thing when people are watching films is that the expectations can kill a lot of films for you. So like one of the examples I always use is that when I watched uh, Man with the Iron Fist, which was like a Quentin Tarantino Presents movie, and it had like RZA and all these other people in it. I fucking hated it the first time I watched it because I was expecting it to be a really serious action movie like Iron Monkey or something. And it wasn't. And then I was like, wait, no, this movie was intended to be really terrible. And I rewatched it and ended up liking it a lot the second and like third time that I watched it. Yeah. And like I walked out of the movie theater the first time I watched it. <laughs> I, I think that's that's one of the things that like a lot of people need to take into consideration when they're viewing any sort of work is consider what the intent of this work is. Right. Who is it intended for? You know, what is the purpose of them putting in these set pieces and these particular parts of dialogue? Why did they say something a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you if you take all that into consideration when considering movies, I think. And so, yeah. So therefore, Speed Racer is potentially a perfect film simply because <laughs> simply because it tried its, its goal was to emulate the show. And according to you, it has emulated it basically perfectly. It's like it's basically taken what was in the show and just made it longer they made it like an hour instead of your like 15 20 minutes yeah exactly of them being just quirky and doing weird shit like hiding in the trunk of the mach 5 so it's just like there's a lot of cool shit that they had for it and i would definitely recommend uh going to watch the cartoon as well 
because it's like if you haven't watched old school cartoons they're really slapstick humor just it's still funny for some reason <laughs> to watch that kind of stuff and then it's so uh it doesn't expect a lot from the audience so it's easy to watch you don't really have to be super invested in what you're watching and they're quick it's like 10 15 minute episodes and it's totally worth it uh did you guys have any final thoughts about either film go watch them they're good just just watch redline man it's all you need just go watch it see it <laughs> experience the glory that is that movie and recommend it to your friends any final thoughts justine they're good movies just go watch them <laughs> Cool. Then I want to remind everyone we're super easy to find on all of the streaming services. Just go and Google bringing down the grindhouse and you can find us on all of our social medias, which is BDTGH underscore podcast, or you can go to BDTGHpodcast.com and you'll be able to find all of our episodes there. You can listen in the site or go to one of the streaming sites that works better for you. If you can leave a review on those streaming sites where you can leave a four or five star review for us we really appreciate the feedback and it helps us get seen on the site more easily if you have any recommendations please message us we're usually trying to reply to everyone who messages us we love taking recommendations and we absolutely love if you join the patreon where you can see a lot of behind the scenes stuff like our bloopers which is stuff we record before the episode and gets cut out um, until we actually like, start the episode as well as other discussions as well as the uh, segments that each of us is doing where you're able to get some extra content so if you want to find the Patreon, it is linked on our website on the main page next to the intro video. And you can also find it in most of the posts that we put out. We do put the Patreon link in there as well. But thanks so much for coming out to discuss these. I hope everyone has a good night. I'm Mitch. I'm Murr. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. You're the man, Mickey. You're the man. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>